The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, August 23rd, 2019, season 15, episode number 31. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC studios. Uh, SW, I'm sorry, SWBC Mortgage Studios here at the Star. Very happy to be back in here. It's it feels our, our so good place. to be back in here. It's nice and warm and comfortable. Is the ceiling new? Something looks new in the here. The ceiling is new. Yeah. There, there's a few. It looks like the lights are a little bit brighter. Like the soundproofing is a little bit better. It is. It's definitely a little bit better. So people out there should be able to hear Let's us a little go. bit better. Yeah, this is nice. So it's all good. How you doing, Nick? I'm great. Yeah. So we're going to talk about... Uh, what? I think I'm just seeing. Is this, vi- is this video and audio? We got, them, we got them both? Yeah. Okay. What? Well, you didn't think it was? No, I didn't. We've always had... You, Camera, camera. I know, but camera, I don't camera. See it over there. Nick likes to watch himself on TV. He does. Yeah, right. That's why he's always turning. That's why he's always turning over there. If no people don't notice why Nick is looking off to the right, he's usually checking his hair or something. You think he's that's making... it? It's not like NFL Network <laughs> or over here. I don't yeah, know. Good morning football. No, that's a better story to say you're looking at yourself sure. than say you're looking at TV. All right. Um there's a lot of stuff I want to get into today. I really have two kind of big topics. Um the first we're gonna talk about Zeke Elliott and some reports that have broken here over the last twenty four hours hours um, and really more talking about kind of where Zeke should be, where the contract really should look like uh, and try to dive into some of that stuff um, and make sense of this whole negotiation. But in addition to that, uh, a little later in the show, I want to go through um, the, the the roster and look at different positions where we now see what the bubble bubble looks like. We're going to be looking at several different positions and players that are on the bubble and what those battles look like um, at each of those so that put a little in a little context for the listeners um, as they watch the, the preseason game tomorrow night and then the final preseason game next Thursday. So let's start first talking a little bit about Zeke. Um, there were a couple reports. There were two different reports that have kind of happened here that have uh, about the, the, the negotiation. There was a report this morning uh, from Kevin Turner and Jonathan Shipman, both work over at 105.3, the fan, our, our uh, partner station. Um, the Basically, what, what was being said was that, number one, supposedly Zeke will be heading back to Dallas um, tomorrow uh, from Cabo. And then the second one uh, was that, um, that the, there's been conversations over the last 24 hours, particularly last night, uh, that have kind of heated up a little bit between the Cowboys and 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 Zeke's camp. Um, then there was another report that also said the Cowboys, and I think this is something that's a little less of a report and much more just something that we've kind of known here for a little bit. But supposedly the report is that the Cowboys uh, made an offer uh, to Ezekiel Elliott's team that would have made him the second highest paid running back in the NFL. It made me start thinking down the lines of, where does Zeke really rank? When you look at the NFL and the running backs that are in the NFL, uh, where do you think he really ranks? And then we'll have the discussion about what that means from the standpoint of the money. So let's just throw that out as, a, as just a bigger question for you two. You look around the league. You see all the different running backs there. Obviously, you know the guys that are making the most money. Where do you think Zeke ranks in regard to those guys? First. 
he's the best in the league. He's been the best. He's been the best since he's got here. He's averaged more yards per game, per season, um, I mean, or per game. I mean, with the six-game suspension, you can call it whatever you want it, take it out, and, you know, he's he's led the league in rushing probably three years in a row. So, yeah, I think he is the best running back in, in football. The, the reason why he wouldn't be paid that way Probably wouldn't have anything to do with running the football, but that still gets factored in. But I still think that that he's the best, and I think he should be paid the best. Doesn't doesn't look like he will be though. I think it's hard to it's hard to differentiate. He's certainly, I mean, he's he is in that group of like the top three elite running backs. It's hard to quantify, you know, first or or second or whatever because Zeke's in an offense where he's going to run the ball more. I would argue Todd Gurley is used better and more effectively i think there are better coaches calling his offense for him since sean mcveigh got there um but he i mean in terms of talent like he's right there it's it's him Gurley, bell and maybe david johnson it's zeke is easily more durable than most of those guys he also hasn't sat out a season like bell so yeah. it's i have no problem with somebody that says he's the best in the league and if you say he's third i'm not going to get bent out of shape about it either but it's in that group and all four of those guys have been have proven that they they can uh, be a away from the team and not playing in games for various reasons um, doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. If you're injury prone or you're, you know, problem prone, knucklehead prone yeah. or yeah. whatever it is. I mean, or, or you just diva prone and sit out a whole year, whatever it is, you didn't help your football team. And, and so, you know, you have to factor in Gurley's injuries, just like you have to factor in what Zeke's been doing off the field. Yeah. Yeah. When you look at those and here was the, the thing I thought, like, I think you're you're both right. I think he's right there among those guys. I don't think there is a clear cut. And I've seen some people say this. I don't think there's a clear cut. He's the best in the league. I don't. I don't think that. I think if you look at Le'Veon Bell, if you look at Todd Gurley, if you look at their production, I personally would throw Saquon Barkley in there for what he did oh, as a wow. rookie. I completely forgot about for what Saquon. He did. Now, yeah, obviously, his sure. contract. He's not going to be up on a contract. I don't Which think for a while, but you, you know how that goes. You could argue that makes him valuable. Yeah. but he's but, got two more years where he can't renegotiate. That's exactly right. But that's kind of the point. When you look at those three running backs, I think Zeke is right there in the midst of them. I don't think Zeke is clearly better than those guys. I, I, think I will say, sorry, much like the Dak Wentz argument, uh, you know, Zeke has had, in terms of being available, well, he got suspended, but I mean, like, Gurley's got this knee. Like, yep. Gurley wasn't available in the postseason, really, last but year. But that wasn't the same as Le'Veon, and Le'Veon no. basically did what but Zeke is threatening to do. So, is I it the d- same thing? I guess my point is, and, and obviously David Johnson has had no shortage of injuries. Right. Assuming he's not in trouble with the league, I feel more confident that Zeke is going to play 16 games than some of those guys. Gurley and David right. Johnson for sure. Right. So, and I think Le'Veon is probably, in my opinion, a better comparison. And and that's why. And I'll, I'll tell you a little bit why more later while I'm why I'm going down that track is because when you look at at Le'Veon Bell, uh, if you go back to his 2017 season, uh, that was the last time he played a full season. He had way more touches than any other running back had in 2018. He had like 25 more than Zeke. Had about 91 more than Gurley. He had 406 touches that year. Um, he is. He is. I think a. I think he is the best dual threat running back of any of them. When you talk about what he can do in the passing game and what he can do in the running game, I think he's better, or at least has proven he's better 
um, than those others. We, we've we heard a lot about what Zeke can do in the passing game. I don't think the Cowboys have fully used it. That may not be against Zeke. That may just be they haven't fully realized that by giving him those kinds of opportunities. But all that being said, I think if you look at Le'Veon, I think Le'Veon is probably a little bit better, or at least his last season in the NFL was maybe a little bit better than what you saw from Zeke in 2018. And why that's important is because the differences in the contracts between Gurley and Le'Veon Bell, there's some significance. Um, they're, they're, when you look at their, the value of their contracts and the average of the contracts, they're actually pretty close. It's the guarantees that are the big difference. You look at guarantees for Gurley is $45 million. Guarantee for Le'Veon is $27 million. I mean, that is a huge difference when you start talking about contracts of this size. Uh, whereas the the value of Gurley was fifty seven and a half, and Bell was fifty two and a half. Their average is fourteen point three and thirteen point one. Again, pretty close. It's really in the guarantees. So here's the next question for you guys. Let's assume for a second that looking at all of that, the big difference and what's probably at the heart of this negotiation is the guarantees, right? Absolutely. Do you think the Cowboys have a right? to push Zeke with regards to guarantees, saying, we can't guarantee you in the range of Gurley. We should be guaranteeing you more in the range of Le'Veon because what we've seen throughout the history of your career so far is that there are issues with you remaining available based upon things that happen off the field. You want to jump on that first, or no? Go ahead. All of my, all of my, like I'm, I'm down to sign Zeke. I've said it a million times. I'd be happy to. I think it would be a good idea. He deserves it. All of my, good. Well, exactly. Like if I'm hesitant about one thing, it is the guarantees, and this deal should be very friendly to the Cowboys in terms of what they're actually on the hook for. If Zeke wants eighteen million dollars a year, I don't care. That's fine. But you'd make him the highest paid average of the in the league. If that's what he wants to get here, cool. But I need some assurances that if you screw around and aren't available, it's not going to ruin my salary cap. Right. Like, And that's the size of the guarantee. That's how much of it you're on the hook for. After so many years, you know, um, you know, like we always talk about, these deals are structured in a way that after like two or three years, the guarantee hits allow you to get out of them. I need that. Like, I'm not carrying a $16 million cap hit four years from now while you're suspended because you couldn't that's, stay in line. And that's... If I'm the Cowboys, that is a non-starter. That is everything. I don't care about the average salary. I don't care about any of that. I just need some assurances that this isn't going to kill me down the line if it doesn't go right. I think I think uh, it needs to be as front-loaded as possible if if that's if that's the case. And um, you know, with with guy like Cooper, guy like Dak, you can structure their contracts differently. They're, they're, you think you can go a little bit further into their career than you can for a running back. But for a running back like Zeke, I'm giving these guarantees, and I'm getting, I'm trying to get them out earlier than than later for a couple of reasons. One, with the with the new CBA and the the you know in 2020, it's harder to structure contracts past 2020. You have to use that 30 percent rules. You can't balloon it out. So you can do more things right now. And I think for a couple of reasons, I would do that with Zeke. I would try to give him uh, a larger bonus right now. I'd also give him the guaranteed a salary right now this year to get the bulk of those guarantees out of, out of the way right now for Absolutely. if anything were like, to happen. He can have the signing bonus. He can have the highest average salary yes. if he wants it. Give him like 
you know, his $16 million guaranteed on the first day of next league year. Like, that's fine. And then down the line, all of a sudden it looks great. Like, that's what I want from this contract. And, again, if I were the Cowboys, I have to have that. Like, if I were Jerry and Stephen Jones, I'd be like, we don't trust you, and you haven't given us a ton of reason to. And so this is – we'll give you the salary. We'll give you all this. But we need this if we're going to feel comfortable doing this deal. And hopefully that's what turns out to yeah. happen. And you would think that Zeke and his people would understand that. You I mean, like especially in situations where – and I think this goes back to the heart of what Jerry was getting at when he said, I've earned the right to, to joke with Zeke. Yeah. Is especially because Jerry took on the league. He took on the commissioner – in defense of his guy. I mean, he went hard at the commissioner in defense of his guy. And so, to me, that should buy them enough goodwill to where you're right. If if they're offering him to say, hey, we're going to – we'll accommodate you on the pay, but you need to give us a little bit here on the guarantees because that does – we've earned that right, right? I think it's – and it's a different position, obviously, but I uh... – Jimmy uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Derek Carr have similar situations where like the numbers look enormous and like they set the market at the time in terms of average salary. But you look at it like if things don't go well in San Francisco for Jimmy Garoppolo this year, like the 49ers can get away from him and it's really not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's been two or three years since he signed that deal. But again, that's how this works. Yep. All right. Let's. Uh, I did have a question from Steve Nicolario from Twitter. It actually was an interesting question. He said, "If Zeke had no off the field issues, is he already in camp as a top paid running back?" Probably. Yeah. 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 Probably. Just like it was with Gurley. Same thing. After three years, they Gurley. Won. He got his done in like January. Yeah, they right? wanted like it was get super it done. fast. Well, his numbers probably be off the charts too because that that second year when he missed those six games. That mattered, right, to yeah. his total overall number. True. That would be three years when he would have led the league in, in rushing and, you know, three years back-to-back in your first three years. That probably changes the conversation a bit, right? Probably put the, you know, have the team in the playoffs three straight years. Yeah, yeah. big big difference. Yeah. But. I think, yeah, they would have had a press conference for him. They would have, no, I'm serious. Yeah. Like, it would have, yeah, they would have gotten it done a while ago, I bet. So right now, based upon some of these reports that are out there, based upon what you're thinking, you think this thing is pretty imminent? Yeah, I, you know, and I got a chance to to talk to Stephen yesterday, and you know, we we shoot a, a weekly show that airs on Saturday, so I'm like, eh, you know, Help me out here. Yeah, <laughs> how's this going to look on Saturday? And he said, uh, you know, there's nothing to report right now, but he goes, I, I will say this: it, it does look like things are heating up. Across the board is what he said. So, in other words, across the board with all, all the guys. All he just said across the board because I asked about Zeke specifically. So I wonder. I wonder if that happens as a result of Jalen. Does that kind of spur others to kind of let's let's go and jump in if it's starting to heat up, or is it just that you're coming close to the end of the preseason and you want to get something done before the season gets here? Yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit of all of that. If, if, if it's Thanksgiving and you start start seeing some of your relatives already eating at the table, you're going to be like. What, what are Why we doing here? I'm play. not watching the Lions anymore. I'm going to go over here and start eating. <laughs> I'll say this. and Interesting analogy. That's <laughs> what happens. I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody in our industry. I, I, I think we, in general, like the Cowboys, like we've got a good beat, good people that cover this team. For the most part, they're like honest and hardworking. Uh, but they're, you know, they're outlets your bosses your producers your whoever like expect you to break news like that it's part of why you're paid the salary you are a lot of people are under a tremendous amount of pressure and they're hunting for anything they can get even if it's not really a story you know Mm -hmm. like hey give me something that i can throw up online and get my bosses off my back yep kevin turner and jonathan shipman 
are not those guys. Absolutely. They are radio producers. They're fun guys. They like Kevin says there's it nothing the, in their job description that no. says they got to break news. KT yeah. says he's like, I don't view myself as a reporter. That's not really my job. I'm just trying to have fun on the radio and offer some insight. If they have got something that they feel comfortable like breaking news about, I tend to believe them because they are under no pressure to do so. Nobody's looking at them to get these stories. Um, and fun thing about the radio guys is like they they make some interesting relationships in that job because again, like you're not really a reporter. Yep. It allows you to be a little more open with people. I mean, if you listen to 105.3 The Fan, like you know those guys are super tight with Tony Romo. Um, uh, Travis Frederick, obviously, they're close friends with him. Like, they they hear stuff. They don't always report on it, but they yeah. know what's going on. So because they're usually getting from people that are in the know. Yeah, Absolutely. and so if those guys are coming out with breaking news, I'm like, they wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't legit. So yeah. I tend to believe them. Yeah. So keep your eyes and ears open. Maybe something is is coming. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, I did have a question here from Jake Benoist that, that I'll ask you guys when we come back, uh, where he asked if uh, if you think Zeke's team advised him poorly on how he approached this offseason. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on-command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. The place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East rivals, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. Elliott works his way through and walks the dog. Single game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First and goal, quarterback sneak. Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets to today back to the break welcome back it's the second segment of the break live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star enjoying our day here back in our studio we're talking some cowboys football we're talking about ezekiel Elliott. we've done a lot of talking about ezekiel Elliott, and i have a question from you for you guys uh from jake benoist to hit, hit me on twitter his question was you think zeke's team advised him poorly on how to approach this offseason nick well I don't think so right now. I mean, let's let's see if he signs. If he signs here uh, relatively soon, and you know we'll have enough time to get ready for the first game, 
No, I, I think it was the right move because this the Cowboys work off of deadlines. We saw it with D-Law. Um, we've seen it in the past with other, other players. Jalen had to force it and say, you know what, I want this to happen now. And they looked at it and said, this works for us. So I do believe that that you know Zeke had to do the same thing, and he had to say, "Now, Jalen didn't sit out of camp, but but I think it was it was important for Zeke to do that. I I don't think he has been advised poorly if he can sign here relatively soon. If he starts missing games, then yeah, I, I think I think that's not a good decision for him. Dave, I, yeah, I think it's only a bad decision if he doesn't miss games. I, if he gets a new deal that resets the running back market, how could you possibly argue that he was advised poorly? I mean, okay, you know, maybe stirred up a little bit of bad will with the with ownership and a lot with the fan base, but like the minute you're back in the building, that's all water under the bridge. You said something interesting there, if he resets the running back market. Let's assume he gets a deal, but the deal is closer to Le'Veon Bell than it is that's Todd Gurley. That's still really good Do you money. still think it's a win? I mean, do you still think it's a win from the standpoint of having sat out and the bad will you may have created? No, do you still again, think it was a good decision? If he doesn't miss games, then the bad will will be minimal. Like, Jerry and Stephen Jones understand the yeah, business. Absolutely. And fans don't care if you're in uniform and playing and helping win. So, no, that'll all be forgotten quickly. And, even, okay, let's say, so he comes in at number two. He will still have gotten himself a very nice pay raise. Will he be the... And, I, and yeah, damn, wow, I just tripped all over my... I couldn't even talk right there. <laughs> Assuming he doesn't miss games, it was still the right idea because it raised the urgency and put him in the conversation. Right. And the Cowboys know that this is going to be a headache until he gets a new deal. Even that's why, like I've been saying all along, even if he doesn't get the deal, he'll show up on like September fourth and be grumpy about it, but he'll be ready to go because he's not going to miss those game checks. He will be in Jerry Jones's time with the Cowboys, which is is thirty years, thirty full seasons now. He will be the third running back to get a second deal. Maybe I'm missing only three. Well, I'm just I'm trying to do this in my head here, but I mean, Emmett, Emmett obviously did. Yeah, Marion Barber Marian got Barber. another one, which wasn't a good deal at all. And, and but I don't think any other running back. How do you, how do you Emmett how accounts do you count for in? half of that time? So that makes sense. Emmett probably got a couple. Yeah. How deals. do you, how do you count guys that came here on a second deal, like guys that were somewhere else and they signed them as free agents on a second? No, deal? You, you don't count that. No, I'm talking okay. about you know you you drafted, you drafted or, or you were you were here deal. and then you got another another yeah. contract out of. Is that because they've never had? Well, I mean, those you know, DeMarco, ones they've had. Demarco Murray, you know, that was a big deal. That right. to, to is he going to sign? You know, that second, you know, and they had a number in mind, and Philly beat it, and I think the Cowboys made the right call on that one. But I mean, how many Felix Jones didn't get another deal and since then, Emmett retired or left, whatever? And how many awesome running backs have come through here before Zeke? I don't know. Maybe that's I mean, the point. Yeah. I mean, Marion was pretty good for a little while. Felix and Julius th- Jones had like moments, but I think with the 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 point, I mean, Emmett probably got two deals after you know two extra contracts. Yeah, and I and and so he got two contracts, and Marion got one, and I think you could make the case that probably only one of them was a really good deal. You know. Emmett though that stuff Emmett was still going the Pro Bowl way you know at the end of his career so I don't know I mean that was what they did with Emmett was probably right but I'm just saying it doesn't happen a lot you can even set the Cowboys record single season record like Murray did and didn't get another deal so it's it's not common to that this happens with Jerry yeah. Jones yep all right let's move on I want to talk a little bit about 
Uh, this final, uh, this third preseason game, Cowboys have Saturday night. They'll be playing the Houston Texans. Um, now that we've gone through training camp, or at least training camp in Oxnard, we've gone through a week of training camp here. One more week left uh, of practices, two practices essentially. Um, I want to kind of bring into focus the roster battles, the positions where there are one or two guys. Uh, there are two guys, sometimes three guys, that are battling for one spot uh, on this team in hopes that the, the listeners kind of know as they're watching this game, here are the guys that are battling to either be on the team or not make the team. Um, and so you kind of know what, what they need to do uh, in these games. Let's start first with the cornerback position. Uh, Donovan Alumba versus Mike Jackson. Number one, do you guys agree with that that, that is the, the, the battle? And number two, who do you think wins? It's definitely a battle because um, you're dealing with a guy that was on the practice squad last year and then a guy that was drafted this year. So Mike Jackson would have the lead there. Donovan Alumba's played better in every sense, practice and games. So he has the lead there. He's got the prototype a little bit more so um, than Jackson, but they drafted him. So it's not like Chris Richard didn't, didn't like what, they, what he saw out of Mike Jackson. So um, I think... At the end of the day, I think Alumba has been significantly better, and I think he he would get the he would get the the job there. Yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, the the main thing is just that Jackson's a draft pick, and I said that yesterday. Like they love to hold on to those guys. Although I was thinking about it, you know, Mark Marquez Marquez Mark Marquez White was drafted in the sixth round two years ago, and they put him on the practice squad. And Mike Jackson was fifth, but it's similar. So I mean. I think once you're talking about the fifth round, you're not so hell-bent on keeping your guys. And if they keep that sixth cornerback, I would guess it would be Alumba. Yeah. And the deeper but, your roster gets, the more you have flexibility with fifth round with a fifth-round yeah. guy, right? I yeah. mean, it's harder to make the team because you got more depth. And that's one thing that you have to say about this team is they've built a really nice mm-hmm. full roster. Like, they've got a lot of talent, and it's not just with the starters. They've got some talented guys that are not starters at a lot of different positions. So it's just harder to make the team at certain positions because of that depth. Uh, let's move on to the safety position. Kayvon Frazier versus Darian Thompson. Is that the right battle? Oh, those are right two guys I have in the battle, and who do you think wins? Dave. So you're – am I to infer that Donovan Wilson's not part of this? Donovan Wilson's making it. What did you say next – what did yeah. you say yesterday, I think Nick? he's Donovan. on the team. Donovan, right. Yeah, I think you're right. No, I just was making sure. It's just yeah. – I think you got the right two guys. I think okay. you do too, but it's wild to think that – like oh yeah, the six round rookie. Like <laughs> right. no, he's on the team. Right. Uh, you didn't think that on draft day. You just like oh, so take a flyer on a six round guy, see what he can do. I think those are the right two guys, but I, I don't even know for sure if it's a battle because I feel really confident that Darian Thompson's going to make the team. Mm-hmm. He's one of your best special teams guys. He is one of the smartest guys. He's not, you know. He's not pushing to be the starting safety, but I think if you polled that side of the building, they would say he's probably your third best safety just overall in terms of everything he brings. You like what Wilson does. And so, I mean, I love Kayvon to death, but if he makes the team, it's only going to be because they keep five safeties. Yeah. Like, I mean, if they, and, and we just said we think they'll probably keep six cornerbacks. So you keep an 11 DBs? You can. It seems like a lot. There's a lot of positions you and, want to go long at. So Kayvon, you know, Kayvon yeah. is more – he's more of a special teams guy. Like, you're not really keeping him because you feel good about what he does on defense. So I I lean toward thinking he's, he's going to be a veteran cut, if I had to guess. Yeah, All I right. agree with that. Let's move on to the quarterback position. 
Cooper Rush yeah. versus Mike White. Stop. Right. Stop Rush. it. It's, it's you got to throw it out there. Okay. Move Give on. you guys an opportunity. I will say, I mean, Mike White's got practice squad eligibility. Yeah. It wouldn't. I mean, quarterbacks are weird because, again, you know, some team could see him and be like, oh, we had a fourth-round grade on him. Let's try it out. So you never know. But you guys, are though, you're completely sold on the idea the Cowboys are only keep two, though. I just don't understand um, how I, you could justify that roster spot with all you know. We, we're trying to keep twelve DBs and fifteen defensive linemen, and <laughs> you got injuries in the linebacker yeah. core, and if, some of these receivers and tight ends have impressed and can't. Like, how are you going to justify that? If that goes down and Cooper Rush goes down, Mike White's not going to be the guy you go to, anyways. So, well, the only reason you'd be keeping him is because number one, you feel like you want him for the future, and number two, you feel like somebody else will take him. I, Those would be the only two reasons. I and I hate to like sound like this much of a jerk because like I root for all these guys. Like they're all really they're good dudes for the most part. But like I haven't seen anything, not even like a practice throw that makes you go like, "Ooh, okay, that's that's what we see." There's like that's nothing, what we like. There's nothing from the games that these other there, teams well, would say we got to put them on our roster. But that's the games certainly. But like not even practice. Right. You know, like you, I can't even think of like, well, well, he made that amazing throw to Cedric Wilson a couple weeks ago. Like I don't even remember something like that. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know how you teams justify wouldn't that. even see that unless they follow you on Twitter. True. Good point. <laughs> All right, let's take our fi- final break. We'll come back. We have some other positions. Defensive tackle and defensive end positions are really interesting. We'll talk a little bit about running back and also the wide receiver position. We'll do that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS1 score September 2018. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes up to 64 ounce. The Growler. Mm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at stetson.com today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Uh, let's jump back into these roster battles. We've already talked about the cornerback and the safety position. We also talked about the uh, quarterback position. Let's talk about the defensive end position. Um, as I figure it, 
you've got a number of guys that are already kind of on the team. Four to my count, and Quinn is obviously going to probably start the season, or will definitely start the season on the uh, on the list um, of suspended players. Um, the way I look at it, you may, may or may not, they could take, if they want to have five defensive ends, then they could go with one of these guys. There's a possibility they say they only want four defensive ends, in which case then you don't take either one. But let's assume that they're going to take an additional one. Um, I think the battle's between Joe Jackson and Taco Charlton. What do you guys think? Hmm. I think they were both going to make the team. So so who's not? Because you got Tank. Uh, run, the, run through this with me. You've got Hyder. Tank, Hyder, yes. You've got Crawford. Yes. And you've got, um, who's that hat down there? Dorrance uh, Armstrong. Dorrance Armstrong. Armstrong. Four. Okay. Uh, we can't we can't keep six ends and four tackles and just roll with ten. Especially want. since talk about it. Especially since Tyrone Crawford can you know can play some at tackle. Yeah, we've seen that before. Um, Hyder may be able to go inside there too. I think I I just think I think Joe Jackson makes it and I think Taco makes it. I, I honestly would 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 have said that the battle there is if they just. Have to keep Jalen Jelks, then Tacos would be the guy out. Okay, so let me. That let would me, be my. Argument. Yeah, let I me just, fast forward a week for you though, or a couple weeks. Yeah, okay. Because that's it, that's, that's nice. It's nice to say, but at that point, I know you could have another injury that lets you keep it. But still, do you want to have eleven defensive linemen? You know, and so once you got Quinn, he's back in the fold. Which one of these guys remains I, and which one is gone? I just really believe some something works out. Something, or, you know, there's there'll be an injury. There'll be something. It almost always right. But does. if there's an injury, you're probably gonna have to fill that right because whatever role yeah. no, of, of the injury. Saying. Let's assume it's a I don't know wide receiver. Then no, you're gonna I, probably want to add a wide I'm receiver. Right about defensive t- defensive line. I think within you that think there's group, an injury somewhere I, in that within group. that group. Some one way or another, something. Will shake out, and if you know what, if Randy Gregory comes back to the mix, yeah, that'll even that be whole, more... <laughs> that really changes things, right? Yeah. It's, um, sorry, go ahead. I don't know what I was saying. It's I mean, just it's it's interesting to me because, and you know, you grade on a uh, on a curve. Like Taco and Joe Jackson have probably done the same amount at camp, but one is the first round pick who you're hoping to see the light come on, and one is a late round rookie. So it's like, oh, he's. He's doing stuff. He looks great. And Taco, you're like, oh, he's doing stuff. I guess that's cool. <laughs> and so I don't know how to balance those two things. But it just feels like to me, between the Quinn suspension and the fact that Taco has done some things, like I just lean toward thinking he'll be on the roster. That's you, which Taco. Certainly wouldn't be surprised if he was cut. But like if I had to make a 53 right now, I'd probably put Taco on it. If you had to choose between those two, you would put him ahead of Joe Jackson. In terms of like getting onto the field for yeah. a game, probably no, no. just making the team, making yeah. the fifty-three man roster. If you had well, to choose between those no. two, you're going with Taco. I'd go with Joe Jackson. I think that's tough because that's just pure reading between the lines. Because the guy that owns the team brings up Joe Jackson every time he talks, right? And also just hearing from around you know the whispers that we've heard that a lot of people are, are ready to just say move on from him, from Taco. No, for and that's something to consider too. Like he's. He's not like the most beloved guy by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, who would be fired if if Joe Jackson gets cut and gets claimed by somebody else and has turns into the guy who was the guy? Oh man, sixth round pick. He went to the Colts, went to the Packers. 
What position? Eric Walden. Oh, okay. the Eric Walden. He went. He, he turned oh, into yeah. that. Yeah. No. Better. Better player than a lot of people that, no that were doubt. cut that year. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you would hate for that to happen. And you kept Taco, and nothing really changed there. And I, I but don't, it would it would maybe be the same thing if Taco were cut, and then he goes somewhere else and turns into this pretty good player, right? I'm not seeing that happen. <laughs> you, I just, you don't trust that that's an option. If Rod Marinelli, you didn't get it from Rod Marinelli, I don't know if you're going to get it. That's what I believe. You know, I, I from do believe. From a defensive end position, I, that's what I believe. But I do believe different guys are motivated by different things. And sometimes the voice that's in their ear has a way of affecting some guys in a way. Let's say, for example, the way Rod is, you know, Rod's in your face. And yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't relent. Some guys maybe just don't handle that kind of pressure and that kind of coaching well. Maybe they respond better to a coach that's a little more, let's sit down and have a conversation. Let me just talk to you. I, we've and, seen... and, and then maybe that's – and I'm not – again, I'm, these are all generalizations. My point is, though, I think they're the where you're drafted as far as the environment that you go into has a huge part to play in how well you develop and what your career ends up being. So I don't ever put it past a player that doesn't work out here going somewhere else and having a different set of circumstances that makes them a much better player. Or a guy that has success here and goes somewhere else, and they're not that player. Not only that, but I mean... You know the cir- the circumstances in the sense that like I think it really weighs on Taco that he's you know the lone first round pick who's really not living up to the billing. Yeah. You know, like we draft all pros in the first round here, except Taco. <laughs> like I think that weighs on him. Wow. And you know if he got a chance to go somewhere where there's less pressure on yeah. him and he's just like oh let's see what we got. Just on this one guy, of the guys. Yeah. I think it could be better for him. But. I still I I just I don't I don't pick between the two of them because I think they'll both find a way onto the roster. Do you think both of them make it? I think so. Yeah, I, I think if there's a if there's a pick there, it would be Jalen Jelks. If Jelks goes out and plays in this game and plays well, that's going to be a tough. You know, if he doesn't play at all, I think we know what's going on. So yeah, that's always fun is watching like, that kind of stuff what they do with these guys as these games wind down like you know the fourth preseason game is the one where all the young guys are supposed to get in but all of a sudden this guy joe jackson and donovan wilson are wearing baseball caps and you're right. like damn you don't even have to fight for this thing right. okay. well that, either they're okay. on the team or they're you trying just don't to hide them. yeah you just don't want anybody else to see what yeah, you sure. might have yeah. that's i mean taron christian might be dude number 90 on this entire roster but like they're not they don't seem super interested in showing him off because they yeah. don't want anybody to see what they might have. All right, let's move on to defensive tackle. You got Malik, you got Antoine, you got Tristan Hill, I think, that are all making this mm-hmm. team. My assumption is that because Tyrone Crawford can also play defensive tackle, maybe even Hyder, um, that you're only going to get one of these guys onto the final roster. Daniel Ross, I'm sorry, Daniel Ross, Daniel Wise, or Ricky Walker. You guys agree with that? You and said you said Christian Covington, Antoine Woods, and Malik Collins. No, he right? did not say Christian. Yeah, Covington. Ah, I, See, okay. I completely forgot Who was about your him. third. My third Antoine. was Tristan Hill. Oh, oh, oh wow! I forgot. He's about making. The, it, right? I forgot about the rookie. Yeah. He's made, so, do either one of these guys have a shot at making this team it's with Tyron Crawford? It's hard there for me to imagine. It's hard for me to imagine. And are we sold that Christian Covington makes this team? I am. I am. He's I like think he makes it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I think completely forgot. About I, um, You're I, right. I've been all on him. Too. I have, and I like him a lot. I'm willing to go out there and like I'm go go out on the limb and say like those four are locks. I really think those. So four there's are, no way, especially what we're talking about defensive tackle. 
it, now if you're going to take one of these three guys, that means that you're willing to go shorter at defensive end, and neither one of those two guys, Joe Jackson or Taco Charlton, but that's the team. that's why I've been I've said this a million times since we started camp. Like I don't know what to do with the defensive line okay. because I do they want eight? That seems crazy, but they've carried eight before. Yeah. They could go as high as eleven. Like right. if you're telling me I can have six ends and five tackles, let's go. Like if that, I'm down with that. I yeah. don't know if they are. They might only go with nine. There's going to be a surprise in here. There Somebody's going to get cut. It, that we that, that we don't. There think. could be a Dan Bailey type situation going on here. Yeah. I, we don't know. Yeah, you really don't. Because it is. I mean. Walker has come on strong, and Wise has been versatile and impressive yep. all through camp. So, and honestly, I feel bad for Daniel Ross. He might be the most like mm-hmm. he is not a bad player at Absolutely, all, and yeah. he just kind of gets lost in the he's shuffle because he's not a draft pick, he's not a rookie. He like he came here under weird circumstances. Like he came onto the practice squad halfway through the season, and nobody knew who he was, and he really didn't get into the rotation until late last year. So he's just like the forgotten man, and it's not because he's not a good player. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I don't know what to do with that. But Tristan Hill, Christian Covington, Antoine Woods, Malik Collins, like I almost think that's non-negotiable. And if you can sneak a fifth one in there somehow, it, more power to it you. It really might come down to though, like. You know, uh, let's say five five linemen, five tackles, five ends, and then if you do keep an eleventh guy, it'll be like between the best rookie overall of Joe Jackson, um, Ricky Jelks, Ricky Walker, Ricky Walker, Daniel Wise. Like it, it'll be those guys right there. Like and because with with the versatile players you've got that can go in inside and out, it's just g- give me the best prospect of the group, and and I think Joe Jackson would still win that. Yeah. And if you get if you got two of those, so now I can pick between Ricky Walker, Daniel Wise, and Jalen Jelks. I think it would be Wise. You think because he can play both? He's I played a they, lot of I end. think they would play Wise. If you look at how they've all played, I think I would go with Walker. I think Walker's been consistently better than the other two. Maybe maybe I'm giving Taco Charlton too long of a leash right now. Because mm-hmm. I'm sitting here saying like you got to sit down and have a hard conversation. Be like, what is the better odds that like one of these rookies who's shown us something meets some of that potential, or that the number one first round pick in his third year gets it? I, and, I hate yeah. thinking this because I, I really like the guy, but what if they cut Crawford? Well, I you said, said that, that back during camp. That up I've been talking ago. about that during camp because I think that that's the part where you have to kind of wonder, you know, if you've got all this young talent that you really, really like. And you look at it and you say, is, is Tyrone even going to be here next year or the year after? Then maybe you say, I'd rather get rid of the I'd rather get rid of the guy that I know in my mind. Let's assume the Cowboys believe that he won't be here. I'd rather go ahead and get rid of that guy and keep this young talent that I think I can develop than keep that guy and basically have him for a year, maybe two, and, and then he's going to walk out of the door anyway. He played really well last year, though. He did. Now, and and you, you talked about it. You guys both talked about it. He's a... Leader of this team, mm-hmm. so you got to factor that in, right? Yep. Tyrone Crawford strikes me almost like Jason Witten, where like it's not impressive watching it on TV, and you know he he doesn't have gaudy sack totals. But you talk to a football coach, and they're like, "We're not we're not gonna play the game without Tyrone. Are you right, crazy? Yeah. Like yeah. he sets the edge better than anybody. He helps us with our stunts and our double teams better than anybody. Like what are you talking about? Like yeah. that's how I view Tyrone Crawford, and I would just and add that to his leadership. I mean, he's a captain. And you you know to, you don't save a ton of money cutting him this year, Mm-mm. so I would just be pretty surprised if that happened. Yeah. 
All right. We appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back on uh, Monday. I think we'll be uh, – check the website for the times. We're still trying to figure out what the team schedule is, and we'll work around that uh, for this last week of training camp before we head into the regular season and get on a more permanent and regular schedule. Till then, for Nick Eaton, David Hellman, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!